Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. So before we start today's show, I wanted to get a word from our sponsor. So who here has tried to sell a house and been told by a real estate agent, yeah, mate, yeah, this piece of shit of a house, I'll get you 800000 for this. No worries at all. Only to be told three weeks later, or two weeks later, or whatever, oh, no, you, you'll have to drop the prices. You're just not getting any interest. And then it gets passed at auction, and you're stressed out trying to sell it because you've got mortgage payments, bills, and everything else that comes with life. Well, stress no more. Barry Plant Craigieburn will look after you without the stresses of trying to sell a house. I've had first-hand experience in selling a house with Barry Plant, and they've smashed the reserve price quite easily both times. Also, if you are looking at renting an investment property, they will look after you as well with getting the best tenants possible with thorough background checks. You don't have to do anything except watch the rent come in into your account. Barry Plant will take care of everything. No stress and no worries. Just ask for Damien Cavalli at uh, Barry Plant Craigieburn or any of the other friendly staff and they will look after you. Just say hashtag kangaroos or Dean or Dean Vasic recommended you. Also, Damien's North supporter, so he's more than happy to ch- chat about North while he's uh, looking after your best interest as far as buying or selling a house or even renting an investment property. So just call Barry Plant Craigieburn on 9305-5533 or go to www.barryplant.com.au. Anyways, that's it. On with the show. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at hashtag Kangas or on Instagram at hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. So today was a solo episode. It was a mailbag episode. I did put the questionnaire um, a few days ago now. So yeah, I just um, basically wanted to get uh, all you listeners' thoughts on the trade period, uh, if you had any other questions and so forth. So yeah, I might as well get straight into it. So we'll start with uh, Instagram. I'll put the questions out on there as well. There's a few there. So first one was from Lee.m.96, I think his uh, handle is. Now, this was more of a, um, wasn't a question. This is more of a uh, statement. So he sort of says, Sheasel is a must. And Satsis, I'm sick of uh, saying that name already, Ready and Satsis, or however you say, Wardlaw could go either way. Reckon we should look at Stocker and Tom Phillips for midfield depth. Load to be the player we hoped Core would be for us. We fans need to drown out the noise and focus on the future. Already tired of hearing about JHF, Jason on Francis. We move forward with two different young talents and start focusing on building a winning culture that people want to be a part of. Um, yes, yeah, Satsis and Wardlaw uh, could go either way. Uh, yeah, I... I hope we get Sheasel. I just, yeah, he seems like a high character individual and probably a real need, you know, that, uh, you know, classy forward 50, um, you know, crumbing forward. So, yeah, no, he, he's probably a priority, even though, you know, we're at the stage now, we kind of need needs based rather than actually just going for the best available. That's that's how I feel about it at the moment. And I think it would be Wardlaw ahead of Satsis. So, if I had to take a guess, um, yeah. Wardlaw looks, uh, yeah, an already made AFL footballer. Um, yeah, he looks like he'll go straight into the team in round one. Uh, your second part was Stocker or, or Tom Phillips. Look, I don't know much about Liam Stocker, uh, to be honest with you. He, he seemed to play all right as a um, better as a lockdown defender, uh, from what I hear. Uh, struggled in the midfield, didn't make a name for himself there. He had a few injuries as well, which sort of hurt. Uh, 
Tom Phillips, not a big fan of him, to be honest with you, Lee. Um, yeah, look, he butchers the ball. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's very much an outside uh, winger. Um, not a big fan of him. I think he's regressed a lot over the last few years since his Collingwood days. And yeah, Logue Log, uh, will be the number one defender and Core will be a good third defender for us now. So yeah, and just, yeah, good point. Um, drown out the noise. Um, yeah, we're getting a lot of noise from the external part of the world and yeah, just focus on us and that's all you can do at the moment. So very good points there, Lee. So I'll go to the next one. It's, this is uh, underscore Paul Parnas. At, uh, you know, that's his name, Paul Parnas. So what are your expectations for Will Phillips and Tom Powell? I'm excited to see their development. Yeah, so am I, to be honest with you. Will Phillips, um, it's a bit of a, you know, it's almost uh, you know, his second year, really, in AFL system. So my expectations are a little bit lower. I think, you know, first half of the year, he'll, you know, he'll probably predominantly be in the uh, reserves. You know, just getting himself uh, back up to scratch fitness-wise. Um, yeah, he had, a, he had a pretty bad uh, illness this year. So, yeah, which really knocked him about. Lost, um, you know, from what I hear, lost a fair bit of weight as well. And, um, yeah, so that's going to take a little bit of time. So, yeah, we'll um, we'll see how we go with, uh, with that. Um, yeah, and Tom Powell. Look, he's going to have uh, competition for spots uh, at the moment. He's... Uh, it's uh, it's yeah. You know, we we lose Jason or Francis, which opens up a spot, but we get George Wardlaw. You know, maybe a Darcy Tucker might go in here. I'm not too sure, but there's still a lot of competition for spots, which is a good thing in the midfield. But um, yeah, look, I, I really enjoyed uh, his second half of the year. He, he seemed to play right inside the forward fifty as well and rotating through the midfield, which might be his role for next year as well. So. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go. No, and look, it's good. We're going to have more um, depth uh, in and and competition for spots in the midfield, like I've sort of stated. So I'll go to the next one. So this is from Brad Budge uh, at Brad Budge underscore. Uh, the trait of Jason Horn Francis is good because you'll get this year's version of Real and Anderson. So he's obviously uh, talking up Wardlaw and Satsis. So, yeah, no, he thinks uh, we're probably getting them. Um, but uh, look, at this stage, it looks like it's going to be a four-horse race um, in, in the top four. So, yeah, I mean, you'd have to think Cadman goes one and then Sutsis, Wardlaw and uh, Cheezel will be, yeah. So we get uh, two of the next three. So, so here we go. So that's it for the Instagram questions. I'll go to Twitter. Uh, so this is from... Anthony DC at DC 78 Anth. Um, we started with picks 1, 59, 70 and ended it with ended up with 2, 3, 40, 43, 59, 70, a future first. Logue and Tucker didn't sell a farm for Clark, nor trade in, nor trade any in just for the sake of it. Still got pick one in the preseason draft to go also. Might be a bit of talent. Uh, left behind there too. Great trade period. So he, he's obviously very happy. So yeah, we have upgraded to a lot of more quality of picks. Like I don't know if we use fifty nine or seventy to be honest with you. I think yeah, we've got this year we've got two, three, forty, forty three, and next year we might have you know hopefully you know pick six and a pick twelve, which will be which will be good in a, in a quite a strong draft. So yeah, no, pretty well said, Anthony there. So next one I'll go to Ian Barron's big. Big uh, fan of the show, Ian Barons. Um, he's often putting uh, retweets and uh, commenting on the show. So, yeah, I really appreciate that from Ian. He's a, he's a great man and a great North Melbourne person. Uh, at I-N-B-R-O-N-S, 
in S1, so Ian Barron. So we have Darcy Tucker now, who I think is a chance to play a bit of wing with Bailey Scott in the other wing. What role do you see my guy Curtis Taylor playing? High half forward, and would Cheezel play this role too if we draft him? Uh, where do you think is Taylor's best position? So we'll talk about Curtis Taylor. Look, I like him inside the forward 50, to be honest with you. He's quite a dangerous um, forward. Like, you can get on the end... Um, of a few, and yeah, he's got a lot of class, uh, good set shot for goal, but uh, look, he, he made the wing his own this year as well, and um, you know, it was handy uh, pushing back in the defensive 50, had a tremendous amount, you know, tremendous work rate as well, he really uh, pushed himself um, this year with his fitness, uh, getting from contest to contest, so yeah, look, I'd like to see him uh, spend a little bit more time in a hot, you know, as inside forward 50 as well next year, you know, we're going to have a, um, a lot of those high half forwards uh, next year, uh, competing for spots as well. You know, we've got Zerbaha re-signed him, Eddie Ford, uh, Paul Curtis. Um, you know, if we get Sheasel, that's another one. You know, Phoenix Spicer. And, you know, I'm probably missing a few there too as well. So, you know, um, yeah, it'll be, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, exciting to watch our forward 50 next year. It's going to be quite good. Jaden Stevenson will probably go back there as well. So, yeah, no, that'll be, that'll be interesting. Uh, Darcy Tucker, look, I'm not too sure where his best position is at the moment. Look, we're... They see him as a midfielder? I don't think so, personally. I, I mean, he did talk it up uh, in his interview that uh, he'd like to play midfield, but um, I see him as a rebounding defender. Um, I know, uh, you know Alistair Clarkson likes those uh, left footers in the back 50 that you just use the ball well, and that's what I see him as. I think he's got a good kick on him. Um, yeah, good. I, I think he'll do a job. Like he probably won't get uh, many possessions. Like he might get ten to fifteen, but he'll do a good job. A good lockdown, small defender, which was probably, which we have lacked. Uh, let's be honest with you. Over the years, you know, you, I mean, you look at the last game against uh, Gold Coast, where you know uh, was Alex Sexton kicked six on us. He couldn't even get a game for Gold Coast for uh, periods this year. So we kind of need that lockdown um, defender that can use the ball quite well, and that's what I see him doing for us uh, next season. But that's me. Um, I, could be, I could be wrong. So we'll see how we go with that. And thanks for the question, Ian. Uh, so Jacinta, uh, meant for me, JF, uh, Ratten to North, question mark, reunite him with Clarko. Yeah, look, it's a possibility. Um, I think we do need a you know, assistant coach. We we did let go of a couple. So, you know, Anthony Rocker and uh, name escapes me for the other one. Um yeah, uh, who was it? Oh, geez, uh, I can't even remember. I'm, I'm drawing a blank at the moment. So yeah, look, there is a position available. Look, I did notice the other uh, yesterday when Clarkson um, that interviewed him, and he's going to uh, Scotland to yeah you know, get some coaching tips off Ange Postecoglou, um, which is good. Uh, he's pretty good like that. He's obviously with Steve Kerr last year. He wants to get, you know, he's trying to get one step ahead and uh, think about uh, how other codes, you know. Um, you know, do their strategies around their particular sport. And, um, yeah, obviously, if you can get a, you know, a, a tip or two, you know, it will make him a better coach. So I did notice that Brendan Bolton was with him, um, who's at Collingwood now. He's a director of coaching in Collingwood. So maybe that's a possibility as well. Brendan Bolton might uh, come across with him. I'm not too sure. Yeah, don't know. Look, that's just me speculating whether Brendan Bolton's happy at Collingwood, but he has had a tendency to follow Clarkson around, so that might be a possibility. Um, but yeah, look, Ratton's been um, with uh, Clarkson as well, so does Adam Uze. So yeah, no, it's 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 a possibility. I'm not going to deny it, but um, yeah, look, I think he's a bit stiff to be honest with you, Brett Ratton. I don't want to get into that discussion too much, but. Uh, 
Yeah, no, he's uh, he's yeah been shafted again by another club after he got shafted pretty hard against uh, oh, for Carlton um, after getting them to the final so they can get uh, Mick Malthouse. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go, Jacinta. Uh, this is, now uh, next one is from Gary at Gaza Bob eighty five. So given we almost definitely take Warlaw pick two, is it safe to approach? Uh, to take his good mate Satsis at three, or should we pick Sheasel, who I think we need more than two mids? Um, look, I'm not an expert in the draft area. I probably will do a draft show in the next couple of weeks. I'll probably get Lock and Gould on again. Um, yeah, and yeah, um, get some opinions on that. Um, look, I, I, if I had to take a guess, I'd probably go, it's looking like Sheasel and Wardlaw, but um, don't rule out Satsis as well. So. Yeah, I don't. I just think we need to go needs based a little bit there. Um, you know, we're, you know, even if you're reaching a little bit uh, for a Sheasel, who probably you know goes at five or six. Um, you know, because uh, midfielders tend to go early in drafts, and uh, you know, crumbing forwards they probably go a bit later. You can sort of find them a bit later in drafts, but uh, at this stage, you know, we want to get a quality crumbing forward. You know, we've seen Isaac Rankin go pick five. Uh, you know, so yeah, they're hard to find. Um, not comparing him to him, I don't. But yeah, I don't know if he's uh, you know, a similar type of player to him. But uh, look, he's got a lot of class about him. I know that. So yeah, I think we go yeah a little bit needs based in those early picks, and we get Wardlaw and Sheasel. So yeah, we'll see how we go. We, we, I had a few questions about um, you know, the, which way we sort of go in that way. So next one is <clears throat> Matt Robinson at Matt Rob eight eight five one eight nine six one. Another big fan of the show who's always putting retweets and comments. And, uh, yeah, no, I really appreciate all the work uh, you do in that regard, Matt. So thoughts on Alistair Clarkson starting on November 1st. Surely both coaches should return to normal duties given his could drag on for many months. Um, yeah, look, it's looking likely at this stage. Um, there is a lot of talk that Chris Fagan's going to come back to work uh, normal time. Uh, Alistair Clarkson, you know, they did a short interview with him yesterday. He seems a little bit confident that he will be starting normal time. Um, we don't know. Oh, look, I, I'm not going to comment on uh, what's going on uh, with all that, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. But um, look, if I had to take a guess, <clears throat> there's going to be a settlement um, where this doesn't drag on for months and months and, and years. So if I had to take a guess, but don't quote me on it. I've been wrong before and I'm often wrong. So yeah, look. I'm hoping he'll start November 1st, but don't, don't hold me to it that he will. So, yeah, it'll be good if we could get him across. So, um, and Matt Robinson uh, follows it up. Uh, news on CEO replacement. Is Peter Bell likely to come back? So we haven't heard anything about that. Um, it's sort of quietened down a bit, hasn't it, Matt? Um, the last few weeks, obviously, we've had a lot of other things going on with the trade period and obviously the whole house, the clerks and things. So, um I'm not too sure. It doesn't look, you know, I mean, it, it seems like Peter Bell was active for Fremantle on the trade period. It sort of gives me an idea that maybe he's not um, coming over as a CEO, but, um, yeah, I have been wrong before. And we, you know, I think Amafia is on till end of October, and we do already have a replacement lined up um, inside the club for once he takes over. So I don't think, you know, we're, um, we're close to getting a CEO at the moment. Um I think there's still a bit of work to be done, whether we get it this year or next year, uh, early in the year, um, or, or the or the replacement, uh, the temporary replacement takes it permanently. I'm not too sure. So we'll see how we go. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think we're close to 
um, uh, getting a CEO appointed anytime soon. So we'll see, yeah, see what happens. All right, we'll go to Dylan Hamilton uh, at Dylan Hamilton H1. Worried about our center half forward position. I rate Combin, but he can't stay on a park. CCJ is immobile enough, in my opinion. Edwards' development seems to have stalled. So, yeah, go with the last one. Edwards' development seems to have stalled. There was, there was talk um, even a week or two ago that, uh, and these were just rumors, don't quote me on it, that uh, they were going to look at delisting him, possibly. But I think there's talent there, and with tall guys, it takes a lot longer to uh, develop. So, I think. I, 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 think it will at least get another year, another 12 months. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's going to take time with Jacob Jacob Edwards. It was technically really his first year AFL football. He did get drafted in the mid-season draft last year, but he came to the club pretty late, uh, only played a couple of games last year. So he had his first pre-season. Um, I'm sure the club have got a plan. Clarkson's got a plan for him to... Yeah, you know, follow uh, pre-season. He needs a full pre-season, get in the gym, um, you know, get his cardio up um, so he can go from contest to contest. I think his ruck work is quite good. He's quite a good tap ruckman. So I think there's talent there. So, yeah, no, I, I think there's something there with him. So we just got to pers- persist with him. Um, yeah, he, maybe he did stall uh, during the course of the year, but uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like, uh, I think, uh, yeah, he'll get another 12 months at it at least. Uh, CCJ is immobile enough. Yeah, look, he's not a centre forward. Um, look, I like CCJ as a deep forward, as a resting ruckman, where he plays seventy percent forward uh, and twenty percent in the ruck, ten percent on the bench. Yeah, I know he came to the club because he wanted to be a number one ruckman. I just don't see it with him, to be honest with you. I don't think he's um, a number one ruck. I, I, I like Tristan Cherry in the centre square, to be honest with you, ahead of CCJ. He can go there to, you know. Um, you know, uh, for spells, but I wouldn't put it uh, put him there permanently. Look, he needs to get... Look, I might as well talk about CCJ just quickly. I think he needs to be more aggressive, uh, hit the packs a bit harder, um, tackle a bit harder. I think that's the difference between him and Tristan Sherry. I've mentioned this quite a few times. Tristan Sherry's just got um, a bit of grunt about him. You know, he if he tackles you, he'll tackle you hard. He'll go harder at the contests. Um, CCJ has... He's probably more talented, but I just like Tristan Cherry. He's just a bit more aggressive. Um, so he needs to work on that because he's quite a big body. You know, he's over 200 centimetres, over 100 kilos. You know, he's quite an intimidating presence. So he's just got to work on that. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit bizarre with him this year that we just didn't use him inside the 50 uh, enough times. So, yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, it, we can see the best of him next year because he is in a long-term contract. He's in, he is on a bit of money. We did take that risk with him. He's only still played uh, under 20 games of AFL football. So, yeah, we're certainly hoping we can get the best for him out of him uh, next year because he is um, 23 as well now. So he is quite a mature body, and we want to see improvements from him. Yeah, Combin, you know, I mean, he's been injury-prone, um, you know, last couple of years. But um, they're different types of injuries. They're not soft tissue, which gives me cause for optimism. You know, I mean, some players, you know, you get uh, a lot of calf uh, strains, hamstring problems, and so forth. So, you know, like an Aaron Hawke did his hamstring about four times this year, who's a bit of an injury-prone player as well. So, whereas Combin, you know, he's had shoulder problems um, and so forth. Like, it's been more... You know, joint related, uh, which can be fixed. So I've got optimism. Look, I love him. Look, I think he's going to be a very, very good player. Um, reminds me very similarly of Jared Waite, just with his athleticism. Very good below his knees for a big boy. Um, he'll be in a round one team if he has a really good preseason next season. 
and he could be that uh, second foil for you know Nick Larkey, which we're screaming out for. I know a lot of people were talked about Cadman. You know why the hell did we trade uh, pick one? David King was very vocal about that, and fair enough. You know he's got his opinion, but um, yeah, look if we can get uh, Combin and Larkey on the park for twenty games next year, then you know I, I think we'll kick scores, um, especially under a coach that um, will emphasise uh, ball movement and the right times and you know to use that ball movement and put the players in the right positions and he'll you know he, he you know he'll have very good coaches around him whoever uh Clarkson gets whether it's you know Brendan Bolton Brett Ratton um that understand the game so yeah no I'm looking forward uh to seeing uh Common next year so look at the end of the day if he gets injured yeah we're, we're in a bit of trouble we we do lack depth you know um, and it's right to, right to be worried because then all of a sudden Larky is by himself again. So, yeah, we'll see how we see what happens with that. Um, so, all sports considered at all sports scan. Uh, what is Cooper's draft range? Now, I haven't been on top of this, but last I've heard, it's around the 40s to 50s. So, you know, I don't think he's going to go any higher than that. He, he did have an in- injury interrupted uh, season. Uh, in the under-18s comp. So, uh, yeah, look, I think he goes around that area. Look, we've seen a little bit of, you know, a few clips of him this year um, and, and the good things he did. Uh, so, you know, he took a really nice contested mark in the goal square for Vic uh, Vic Metro uh, in the championships. And, yeah, you know, he kicked a couple of nice goals as well. So if I had to take a punt, it would be around the 40s, um, which is fine. We can use... You know, I mean, well, we've got to pick from 40 and 43. Um, we might be able to use, um, you know, who knows? If he gets to 40, we might just draft him there. So just to save using points, I'm not too sure. So, yeah, look, um, we'll, we'll see how we go. Look, uh, I think Cal Toomey, who I listen to regularly through his podcast and read his articles, he, he'll probably have draft boards coming up soon. So you'll probably get more of an indication through that. Um, I'll probably That's probably a question I'll have for Lachlan Gould as well. So, yeah, hopefully I'll have more information for him about, uh, yeah, about him uh, for you uh, in the coming weeks. So... Rusoit, ah, oh, geez, you're gonna to have to tell me uh, how to pronounce that Twitter name. So, R U S O E T at R U S O E T one one eight. Who's a big fan of the show as well? Often putting retweets as well, so I really appreciate that. Uh, Rusoit, uh, what North needs to do better on and off the field? Putting Clarko uh, Saga aside, so um, I think the off field. Uh, Thing is the major issue. Look, we fixed that. We got Clarkson. Um, we did well. Hopefully, it's fixed. Um, so that will help a lot, which will help on the field. Um, yeah. Look, I think uh, this year we should. Yeah, you know, we'll have more depth. Uh, you know, in certain areas, but we'll probably still lack depth uh, in certain areas this year as well. So if we get a few injuries, you know, we could struggle. You know, but um, you know, which you know, we've had a you know a lot of bad luck with injuries the last couple of years, and I've had questions about um, you know, the medical team as well. We seem to have getting too many injuries of soft tissue. Um, you know, Aaron Hall three or four hamstrings this year. Um, he's not the only one. You know, was it Jacob Edwards who we just, who I just talked about before? You know, um, all of a sudden they pulled him out of the team um, halfway through the year, saying he's not fit enough. Um, so we need to ramp up his fitness for three weeks or something like that, which is. Yeah, you know, there's got to be question marks about that. Whether Clarkson uh, has the capabilities uh, to bring in his own fitness team, um, 
is is another question, I suppose, because I'd like to, yeah, you know, I'd like to be a bit more healthy. You know, look at someone like Ben McKay. Um, you know, it's no coincidence that, um, you know, he had, he did have an injury during the year, but he doesn't do soft tissue injuries. You look at his recovery on his Instagram. He does um, the cryogenic uh, therapy, which is just like, you know, an ice bath basically all over your body. And, you know, he, he seems to do that a couple of times a week. You know, he, he does massages. You know, he, he puts a lot of time and effort into his body just as much as, you know, he does um, in training and during the game. So that's why he's one of the premier players in the competition. And I think, uh, yeah, a, a lot of people uh, can take a leaf out of uh, someone's book like that. So, yeah, especially the young kids, you know, maybe a Tom Powell can, you know, get some tips on uh, recovery as well. And, yeah, hopefully we get our own sports science team in that can really help with that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, that that's that's all we can do. If we can fix it up off-field, then on-field uh, will take care of itself. Now, you also followed up with that. On, I realise North were blindsided by the ungrateful brat of a player, but it's not he's doing entirely. Is it? I'm not too sure. Um, I don't think we could have done much better then, you know, we couldn't have done much more than we could. I mean, it's like we had a mass exodus um, here. Like, we had one player leave, you know, that, um, I mean, I, I've certainly got question marks about his character and, you know, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't want to stick it out uh, through through tough times. He just wants it, uh, he wants it, he wanted it handed to him on a silver platter uh, quicker, you know, rather quickly. So, yeah, he's, um, yeah, I mean, Taron Thomas is uh, very keen to say, stay. Griffin Logue, Darcy Tucker, they were very keen to come to the club. Uh, well, close to Hunter Clark, but uh, the offer from uh, St Kilda was just a bit too high of a price. I, I wasn't prepared to go from uh, nine to three um, uh, to get him. Um, I dropped down from nine, uh, three to nine, I should say, uh, to get him. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, look. Yeah, we've lost one player who I think it might be he's doing. Um, I think ninety percent of it would be maybe ten percent of the. Yeah, we could have done a little bit better. Maybe we um, you know put too much pressure on him. I'm not too sure. Um, it doesn't really matter now. He's gone now. Um, it seems like the players are happy that he's gone. Um, you know, I, I did see a comment. Uh, apparently, you know, someone wrote apparently he wasn't liked by other players, and and Charlie Combin uh, liked that tweet so whether that's just him speaking for himself or a number of other things you know you've seen Cam Zuhar sell it out of his bags um, good marketing strategy there I mean he's only 10% off but um, yeah people bought it based on uh, Hornet gone so yeah um, yeah I think it's 90% of him and maybe we could have done you know 10% a little bit better so that's it for all the questions thank you very much for getting those questions in um, it was good uh, to get your thoughts uh, on the trade period from some of you, and just other thoughts as well. So I, I, I want to interact uh, with you supporters as much as I can. Um, yeah, even, you know, I might uh, look at some, doing something as a season, not the season, as, you know, things really wind down. Yeah, I might uh, get uh, supporters on and just uh, talk to them about uh, how they grew up to follow North Melbourne and, you know, just get their life story, basically, you know, for about 10, 15 minutes and get a few episodes out of that, you know, and, and so forth. So... Yeah, I mean, we'll see how we go. Anyways, I really appreciate uh, all the retweets, uh, comments, the likes that you guys are doing. I already mentioned a few of you in the in the episode. Um, yeah, it really helps out that the show is getting out there. Uh, I did an episode with Troy Makepeace, getting his thoughts 
on uh, the, the whole trade situation. So check that episode out. I was only um, a couple of days ago, wasn't it? I think it was Thursday. So yeah, um, so check that out. I've done, I think this is before show of the week. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, doing them and getting people's opinions, uh, your supporters' opinions. I had Jesse and Mark on during the week and and so forth. So, yeah, Troy Makepeace, obviously. So, yeah, no, I really um, I really appreciate all the hard work you uh, lovely listeners are doing it, uh, getting the show out as well, getting it. Yeah, I think, uh, oh, geez, was it uh, Matt Robinson might have been, um, or, or Daniel Pell. It might have been Daniel Pell sort of really... Um, Put it out there, you know. Got um, you know, uh, really said some nice things. I'll see if I can get it up now. Um, sorry, this is great uh, podcasting. So here it is. I'll just Daniel Pell at underscore Daniel underscore Pell. So he wrote to all my to all fellow North Melbourne Football Clubs fans out in the Twitterverse. There are two highly recommended podcasts that are must listen. They are North Talk Pod and Hashtag Kangas. Get behind them and show your support. Um, so that that was really nice to do um, to get that out. So I really appreciate that, Daniel Pell. Um, and yeah, I hope you love listeners. Have a great weekend. Now this is recorded before the women's game, which is about an hour away. I will do an episode uh, talking about that. How um, hopefully we get a big win uh, this afternoon against Port Adelaide. That would be fantastic uh, for the girls. And yeah, talk a little bit. Um, yeah, talk about uh, yeah that with. Uh, I'll try and get Claire Cosy back on um, and see where we're at uh, with the women's team going going uh, for the rest of the season. I'll probably try and do more AFLW in general podcasts as well. I'll probably get a few of them out over the coming weeks. So still plenty more content. Uh, I'll probably ease up a bit on um, the men's talk. Uh, I'll probably just um, yeah look. There's probably not going to be much happening over the next few weeks. I'll probably just do general news. If there is uh, yeah a little bit of news like uh, Clarkson news that he's going to start November first, um, yeah and so forth. And yeah, if there's other yeah draft period, um, if there's yeah we may try trade picks. You can still trade picks up till draft period. So yeah, if there's any other news, I'll I'll definitely get someone on for that. Anyways, I think I've talked enough rubbish for uh, one day. So I will leave a shout out to Brett McKenzie. Bye for now.